This is a Life Source Ministries teaching by Paul Drury. Be built up in your faith as you listen. By faith over this last few few weeks, and um, well, good few weeks. Well, about it's about thirty weeks or something like that. But we've looked at many different characters, and I'm not going to go through everything this evening. But we're getting down to the end of the book, and when you get down to the end of the book, it starts speeding things up a bit. So it does, and you know, I've been trying to speed things up, but I, I've just been enjoying Hebrews chapter eleven so much that uh, it's been hard to get out of it because we all need faith, every single one of us. We need faith every day. We need encouraged in our faith all the time. Um, and so uh, that's why I've, I've t- taken so long doing this. But let me just read this here. Hebrews 11 and verse 32, it says, for, And what shall we say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah and David also and Samuel. And then it talks here about the prophets um, as well. It says, Who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness. And the Bible says here, Obtained promises, stopped the mouth of lions. And, um, you know, I'll read a bit more here as we go along here. But, you know, it talks here about, you know, stop the mouth of lions. And I hit on that just a bit last week. I'm not going to get into it really any further this evening. But, you know, when you look at especially of Daniel in the lands then... And you see how God delivered Daniel. And he was delivered. And that's the point that I I want to bring out here a bit at at the start. Because you see these first couple of verses here. It's letting you know that that they were delivered. They they were delivered from the edge of the sword. God looked after them. And then I'm going to head into the other part where, you know, a lot of people faced a lot of things as well. And I want to get into that this evening. You know, people who, who actually died for their faith as well. So on one hand, I'm trying to go, going to show something this evening. And on one hand, you have people like Daniel who were delivered. And thank God our God is a God who delivers. Amen. Yes, he does. He delivers. And, I, and I'm telling you, as a believer, you know, we, we should believe God to deliver us any, out of anything that we face, anything that we come up against. That God is a God that delivers. He can bring you out of any situation that you face. And you know what, we need, to, we need to understand that. I'm going to f- look at the flip side of this more um, this evening where, you know, that there has been people over the years that have died for their faith. Even today, there's people all around the world that are being persecuted, even to the point of death. And I tell you, those people who die standing up for Jesus in their generation, put to death, I'm telling you, they're to be honored and respected. Uh, I tell you, the world doesn't respect them. But I tell you, for us, the body of Christ, we should respect people that have went before us, even who died. You know what? There's been many people that went before us who died so that we could even have a Bible this evening. Put to death. Their only crime was to get the Bible into the hands of the everyday person, into a language that people understood. Isn't it? Uh, Tyndale and different ones who, you know what, faced death. For just, get, for just wanting to put the Bible into people's hands. You know what? Those, those people are to be honored and respected for what they did in faith. Amen. But you know what? Here, here's the thing. Just before we get there. Our God is a deliverer. Amen. Even Jesus' name means Savior. He comes to save. He comes to our rescue. Now when the Bible talks about salvation. The word salvation Yes, we can apply it for us as, you know, being saved from our sins. 
But salvation means deliverance, health. It means um, safety, protection, preservation. It means to be made whole. Amen. That's all encompassed in salvation. So that's healing, deliverance, protection, preservation, and to to be made whole. So before I look at all of this, because sometimes um, sometimes it's, it's hard to talk on things like you know um, martyrdom and stuff like that. It's, it doesn't always encourage everybody. Um, but, but you know what, there are a lot of people that have died for the faith. And there's people in Hebrews chapter 11 that are heroes of faith. They're heroes of faith who died um, so that the gospel would be shouted from the hilltops in the face of opposition. And they magnified Jesus even in death. And um, praise God, real heroes. But here's the thing. For us as well, we need to understand that we need to be people that believe God for deliverance as well. Because we need to be people that know that God delivers. You know what, if God set you free from anything, you know is delivering power. I tell you, he's, look how many people have been set free just even from things like, you know, alcohol, um, you know, alcohol addiction. You know what I mean? Where there's people, alcohol just totally controlled their lives. It's set free from that bondage. Um, you know, uh, uh, people set free from porn. There's people set free from, um, you know, drugs. A bunch of different things. Just greed. A bunch of different things where God delivered people. And you know, thank God for whenever God delivers us out of situations that come against us. There's situations that you thought was going to finish and God brought you out the other side. It's like, you know what, here, this thing just coming at me, it looked like I was finished. And I'm out the other side of it. And it's like, praise God, just, you just keep your eyes on Jesus. See, he is a deliverer. So uh, before I get into this, I want to hit that there because it does talk about this in Hebrews chapter 11. Look, uh, here's a couple of key verses here. Psalms 91, it lets us know. Verse 2, I, I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge, my fortress, my God. In Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver thee. Amen. He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noise and pestilence. And, under his, uh, uh, and He shall cover thee with His feathers and under His wings shall you trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Verse 14, it says, Because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. And with a long life, I will satisfy him and show him the power of my salvation. And again, that word salvation there, it encompasses a lot. That word salvation there, it means deliverance. It means aid. It means victory. It means prosperity. It means health. It means help. Amen. So it, co- it covers a lot. I'm telling you, with a long life, he'll satisfy me. And show me the power of his salvation. You can put in there, show me the power of his deliverance. He'll deliver. So God does deliver. Um, Psalms 32 and verse 7. It says, Thou shalt compass me about with songs of deliverance. You know what? In our kingdom we have a bunch of songs of the goodness of God. Of God's saving power. God's delivering power. So that's one of the reasons why we sing. It reminds us how great our God is when we come up against things that our God can deliver us, set us free. Amen. 
Psalms 34 and verse 4, it says, I sought the Lord and He heard me and delivered me from all my fears. The angel of the Lord encamps around those that fear Him and delivers them. So you can see God is a deliverer is what I'm saying here. Um, Psalms 34 verse 17, The righteous cry and the Lord hears and delivereth them out of their troubles. Verse 19, Many are the afflictions of the righteous. Amen. Sometimes people think when you get saved and you start walking the, the faith walk that, that it's just going to be a bed of roses. And you know it's not that way because we have an, an enemy. We have a lot of people that hate our message. Uh, and, and, and just there's opposition in this world. But here's a wonderful promise. But the Lord delivereth him out of them all. So no matter what opposition we face, there's deliverance. Thank God that there is. Psalms 107 verse 20, He sent His word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. For, um, 2 Corinthians 1.10, Who delivereth, delivereth us from so great a death and does deliver, in whom we trust that He will yet deliver us. So I'm just showing a few of the key verses. These are just a few. But the Bible is very clear on God delivering us. And um, Paul talked about, you know, whenever he stood trial, this is in 2 Timothy chapter 4, that everyone forsook him, but the Lord stood with him and strengthened him. And verse 18, this is 2 Timothy 4, and verse 18, it says, And the Lord shall deliver me from every evil work, and will preserve me unto his heavenly kingdom, to whom be glory forever and forever. With Jesus, the Bible says that the Spirit of the Lord was upon him, and part of that was to preach deliverance to the captives. So you can see it, our God delivers. Thank God He comes to our rescue, comes to our aid. When you face things, you don't face it alone. You know what, when you come up against things, you can know that God is with you and that He is a deliverer. Amen? Because that's what our, who our God is. So absolutely, and there's many more here. Here's another one as well, just before I move on. Um, first, um, Corinthians 10 verse 13, it says, There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that which you are able. And it says here, But will with the temptation also make a way of escape, that you may be able to bear it. Amen. So no matter what you face in life, God will look after you. Look, He delivered them. He delivered out of the mouth of the lion, as we said. He stopped the mouth of the lion. We've seen that with Daniel. And many others, David, who faced, faced lands as well. And, and back to Hebrews 11, here it says in verse 34, who quenched the valance of the fire. And that's talking about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego there, who were put in the fiery furnace. And when you talk about um, quenching it, it means to, to extinguish. It wasn't that the fire went out, it was the power of the fire that didn't hurt them. So when it says here, quench the valance, of the fire. The, the word for valence is dunamis, which is power. So it was the power of the fire that didn't hurt them. So even though they went in the fire, you know, the Bible says you'll go through the fire, but you will not be burned. So you know what? You can, you can face opposition, and, and it's shown here that God delivered people, delivered Daniel, delivered Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and many, many others 
It's talking here about the heroes of faith, the Old Testament saints here. And you can look through the Old Testament and you can see God's delivering power over and over and over and over and over again. But then it switches here and it talks then about those who, who died for the, for the faith. And that's what I want to look at for a bit this evening as, as a have this title this evening and I, I love you to death because I tell you I know Jesus ultimately he was the one who loved us to the point of death but I'm telling you when you understand his love when you understand what he has done for us and how great he is and how, ma how magnificent he is do you know what if you ever did have to we don't know what the future holds for us all but if you ever did have to you know um, be put to the choice of the uh, renounce Jesus or the uh, suffer the consequences kind of a thing you know what I'm telling you when you recognize how much he loved you you know what you you love him even if it's to death to where you will not be able to deny him amen now I don't know everything about you know like what we're going to talk about here like martyrdom and stuff like that I don't know everything about that but I can see in Hebrews chapter 11 these great heroes of faith who did lay their lives down and, um, and they were put to death and I'll tell you and I'll list a couple of things as we go along here but you can see that in, 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 in the move of God you can see it even in the New Testament where many people you know what their lives were put in the, on the line and uh, you know what uh, and I don't understand everything um, because I do as a faith person I believe that God will deliver us and I'm always going to believe God no matter what situation I'm in for God to deliver me always I'm going to always but you know what there are people that have had different kinds of assignments and different calls and I tell you for all of us there's a grace that goes with what God calls us to do and for anyone that ever faced this here I'm telling you God's grace was abundant towards them and if you ever read any of the stories of people that did give their lives up for the Lord you wonder how they done it you know what sometimes it's hard for us to grasp that because we live in a country where in, in many ways Christianity over the years for the most part of my life has been like celebrated even if, if people weren't Christians they honored people and respected people that were Christians you know many times people say I wish I was a Christian or do you know what I, I'd love to be saved but do you know what I, I, don't know why, I don't know whether I could do it at this present moment in time but people did have a respect and it's because of the country that we have been in because um, of, of um, the, the influence of Christianity in this country to where we've had the benefit of that but there's a lot of people in the world that don't have the benefit of that to be a Christian in their society there's a lot of pressure to come out openly and say that you're a Christian, there's a lot of pressure. I have known people personally that have, when they came out and said that they were a Christian, that was it. They were finished from their family. Their family totally ostracized them. And if their family got their hands on them, they would have killed them. Because they changed faith. And they looked at it as such a dis disrespectful thing in their culture. To, to, like they looked at that that you were turning your back on your, your, your family when you embraced Jesus and I, I tell you there's a lot of people in different cultures in this world even at this present moment in time there's people in prison at this present moment in time you know in communist countries their only crime preaching Jesus 
But I'm telling you, there's a grace on their lives. I've heard testimonies of people that were in prison for long periods of time. And I tell you, they'll talk about, yes, they went through it, all of the harshness of it. But God carried them. There was a grace. And they would have, would have done it again at a, at a heartbeat. Because they would not renounce Jesus. Whenever they were told, all you have to do is renounce Jesus. And we'll let you go. And they would not renounce Jesus, even if it meant getting punished. Um, I tell you, they're heroes of faith. Amen. Amen? Because you see, they, it may not be what sometimes people think of oh, faith, because we're believing and receiving and all of those kind of things. Which, thank God, that's part of faith. But there's another part of faith. When you, when you believe in what Jesus has won for us, when you believe in heavenly things more than you believe in earthly things, that's faith. To where you would put faith in what Jesus has promised you concerning the future, concerning eternity, that you can put up with all of the mess here, whatever you're facing, because you know that one day it's going to be worth it to stand before my Lord and Savior and know that I didn't deny you because I valued you more than I valued people on this planet, more than I valued possessions or anything. I tell you, that kind of love... I don't know whether there's a lot of Western people have that kind of love, to tell you the truth. We love our things. I've known Christians over the years that were ready to pack it all in because they didn't get a bill paid. I believed in seed time and harvest and they didn't get a bill paid and I'm ready to turn my back on Jesus. I'm like, sometimes when I hear that, there's something, it's like a righteous anger just rises up in me, like as if to say, what a slap in the face of the one who died for you. That you can't even go through a, a not getting a bill paid that you're ready to cave in. And then you go and read Paul the Apostle and see what he went through. <laughs> yeah? Suffered hunger. You know, shipwrecked, imprisonment, stoned to death. And then got up and went in and preached the gospel again. Beaten with it, hang you up and beat your feet until your bones broke. And people say, well, if that happened to you, you wouldn't be in faith because God delivers. You know, I think Paul believed in deliverance. He went through all of them things too. But you see, he had a mission. And he valued the call of God upon his life, even if he got hurt in the process of it. And I don't fully understand that all. But I tell you what, I greatly respect people that keep going forward in Jesus even if they're hurting themselves. Amen. The Bible talks in, in the book of Revelations about the, the, the saints during the tribulation period. And it says, And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, and by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives even unto the death. Now that's during the tribulation period. Um, but they loved not their own lives even unto death. They, they, their life was not that valuable compared to what Jesus done for them to the point where they would not deny Jesus. And you will see, even during the tribulation period, those that will not take the mark of the beast, let me tell you, they'll be killed for their faith. And they will be, they'll gladly go to their death rather than take the mark of the beast. They will, will, will gladly worship Jesus and magnify Jesus in the face of all of that. Praise God. Amen. Um, 
In, in, in 1 Corinthians 13, when it talks, knowing that, in that great love chapter, it says here, Though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burnt, and have not charity or love, it profits me nothing. Well, there was a lot of people who did have that love of God to the point to where they valued the gospel so much that whenever their, their life was put on the line, they loved the gospel so much that they would not deny it, even if it cost them their lives. They would stand and preach the gospel even as they, they went to their death. I know, like, this is stuff like you're thinking, you know, praise God, are we going to die for a faith? You know, I'm believing God for a long life. Amen. I'm believing God that no matter what I face, God will deliver me. But you know what, there's a lot of people in, in over the centuries, and there's a lot of people in the world at this present moment in time, they live in different cultures. They're, 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 the persecution that they're facing is completely different than what we're facing. And many of them, just to, to, to be a believer, takes a major, major, major stand. And I believe God will look after us and take care of us. Look, there's missionaries all over the world that fly in and out of countries, and God takes care of them. God looks after them. But there are certain people that I like to put it this way. I was just thinking about this during the week. I was thinking, God, what's the best way of putting this, this across? I was just thinking about it. You don't know what someone else's assignment is. Okay? We don't know somebody else's call. I don't feel in myself, you know what, I'm called for something like this. At this present moment in time, if God changed that down the line as in, on my end and showed me something more because things were changing, well then that's something different. And here's the thing, when they did it in Hebrews chapter 11, it was by faith. So that means God would speak it to you. That means you would hear from God and there would be grace there for us. So, you know, you wonder how people go through those things. There's grace for them to go through it. But I think it's important just to, to talk about people as well and just to respect people. Because sometimes people say, oh, they're not of faith. You, you kidding me? You trying to tell me Stephen wasn't of faith? I'll show you in a second he was. So we don't know everybody's assignment. That's why I'm saying I don't fully understand everything to do with martyrdom and all of that kind of stuff. But I know this, there's been a ton of people throughout the centuries that were put in the, in the, the position of deny Jesus or deny Jesus and you live. Or if you say you're embracing Jesus, this is your last day on the planet. And there, with all of their hearts, said, I am a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, and Jesus Christ is the Lord and Savior of my life. Boys, that's powerful, so it is. Amen. Do you know that, do you know what whenever people give their or give their lives in Rome and other places where they were taken out and for sport where Christians were put to the death? That it caused many, many, many people to get saved. Because they seen in people that they had something that they believed in so much that they still wouldn't deny it even when it came down to their life being on the line. And that spoke volumes to people because people realized that I don't, my beliefs are not that strong in whatever they were believing. And they knew if there was, so to speak, a gun put to their head, that they'd renounce everything in a second. And you've seen, you know, young people, old people, standing and boldly, proudly, talking about the Lord Jesus. Amen. You know what? You haven't truly found something worth living for 
if it's not worth dying for. Amen? You haven't truly found something worth living for if it is not worth dying for. You see, when people get to that point where they truly believe to the point, not that we're believing for it, but should it ever happen to where you say, say, you know what, I will never deny the Lord Jesus Christ ever will I deny him. You're not paying for anything with that. That's just an act of love. I can't deny him. He deserves all the glory. And praise God if I go out and that is my last dance to stand up in front of this generation that hates Jesus and turn around and say I love Jesus so much that there's nothing in this world that would ever cause me to deny him because nothing in this world is as valuable as him, even my own life. And to stand there and proclaim with boldness that I'm a believer in the Lord Jesus. Jesus Christ that speaks volumes to people that's why during persecution in Bible days the church grew because they're seeing these people really believe what they believe amen they believe it they truly believe it so yes I'm all for faith and you know believing and receiving standing for healing believing for deliverance all of those kind of things but you know what I admire the faith of people in the Bible and even in our generation that have stood to the point of death because they would not renounce Jesus that's powerful let me just read through these couple of scriptures here and then I'll talk out a couple of things here this evening but you know here's Hebrews 11 verse 35 it says Women received their dead to life again. That's what we looked at last week. But then it says here, others were tortured, not accepting deliverance. Okay? So there, I'll, I'll, I'll try and explain just how I see that this evening. I've heard it taught so many different ways. But I want you to know that, you know what, God, God um, is a deliverer. And it says here, not accepting deliverance. And I'll bring something out in Peter's life here, hopefully help explain that. From It helps me anyway understand that. Because there's always deliverance in God. God is a deliverer, okay? But there's people that didn't accept deliverance, okay? That they might obtain a better resurrection. Others had trials of cruel mocking, scourging. Yeah, moreover of bonds and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn asundered, were tempted were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented. Look at this. Of whom the world was not worthy. Do you know what that means? The world didn't deserve them. These were people in another league. These were elite kind of people who loved the things of God that, that much that, boy, they even faced death itself and didn't flinch. They wandered in deserts and mountains and dens and caves of the earth. These all having obtained a good report through faith. Look at that. These were faith people. I say, oh, they weren't faith people. Okay, we don't know what... See, that's the thing. We don't know somebody else's call. We don't know somebody else's assignment. We don't know what God has spoken to certain people and asked them to do. We don't know that. I know what God's asked me to do, and there's a grace for me to do it. But there are people that have faced tremendous things, and God asked them to do it. 
And they took it on. They didn't say no. See, there was a way out for many of these people in the sense of there's people that, you know what, they were basically, God asked them and said, this is what your destiny is. Do you want it, basically? Just like what he says to us as well. You know, here's your call. You can go for it or not go for it. Thank God for people that heard from God and that was their destiny and went in and changed nations. Because they went with, they, went, they were walking, not afraid of death at all. They lived, that's the way Paul the Apostle lived. Paul the Apostle lived with a death warrant on his head every single day. And you know what? As far as Paul was concerned, he was already a dead man. He didn't care. It freed him. To where he was so free. He wasn't afraid of nobody in that sense. And nothing was going to stop him from preaching the gospel. Because he was already dead. He was dead to everything. Dead to this world. To where all he wanted to do was advance the gospel. <laughs> That's loving not your life unto death. Now, praise the Lord. Has any of you ever seen the, 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 the TV show 24? Yeah, it's a great show. You know, when I was thinking about this, I was thinking about, you know, God, just... I was trying to just think and think about God. What kind of people were these that did these kind of things? And I started just thinking, just in the natural. I started thinking about people like, you know, in that TV show 24, Jack Barr. How many times did that man put his life on the line? And the reason he did is because he valued the lives of others more than his own. He would rather save, you know, like... 100 people or 200 people or 1,000 people or even more. Some of the episodes are greater numbers. He would rather himself be put on the line or go into dangerous situations and put his own life on the line so that others could be saved. And I know that's a fictional thing, but there's a lot of people in this world who do jobs similar to that. And they live with that mentality. They are, they are um, they're amazing people. Sometimes we watch programs like that and myself and Dan and we'll say to each other, no, thank God for people like that. Because you, you think and you think, I couldn't do a job like that. Do you ever look at someone and say, I, you know, bomb disposal or something and you, you cut the wrong one and you're blown to smithereens? And you think, how do those people do it? Thank God for people who do. You see, they're built for that. You know, and there's certain people that are built for certain things. It just... It's just part of them. If they didn't do it, they wouldn't feel fulfilled because they have that living on the edge in them. And I'm telling you, spiritually, there's people like that as well. There's people spiritually, and that's the way they live. They live on the edge. They, God has called them to go into places, to do things that other people wouldn't dream of doing, but they're graced to do it. And you know what? When they're in those zones, they're at their best. Amen? Now, for anybody that's a missionary, I'd always believe them. Not, don't be going unless God has specifically told you something. Don't go with the, the viewpoint, I'm going here to die for my faith. No, I'd be going there to live. I'd be going there to be a fact of being alive and believe God to deliver me and take care of me. And something else, let me say this here. Let me tell you, you can believe God to, to fulfill the call of God upon your life. There is grace to finish your race. Whatever that race is, there is grace to finish. And you know, sometimes people just get into this thing. They think that they're going to be one of the super duper people and they start talking about, I'm going to be a martyr for Jesus Christ. They haven't heard a thing from God, but that's the way they talk. 
And I've heard people over the years say stuff like that. It's amazing how they change their mind whenever they get a wife and a family. They stop talking like that. You know, but when they were a young lad. But the thing about this is, thank God for people that have a call and have an assignment. You know, Peter and, and John is a great example of this because Jesus spoke to Peter and John after he was raised from the dead. Do you remember the time whenever they went back fishing and then Jesus was on the shore and he already had food and all prepared for them whenever they got back? You know that, st that story? And Jesus ends up talking to Peter and he goes through the thing with Peter, feed my sheep, feed my lambs, and know all of the things that he said are, feed my lambs, feed my sheep. And then he said, feed my sheep again, as to do with um, really about training people up, um, equipping people, so where you could take people right from the start and equip them and even mentor them into the ministry that God had for their life. And so Jesus said this to, to Peter, but Jesus also told Peter, what his death was going to be. Now for me, when I look at the Bible, Peter was a mighty man of faith. Amen. And yet the Bible lets us know that Peter would die for his faith, for, the, for, for Jesus Christ. He would die as a result of serving Jesus. And um, look, let me just read this here for a second. This is John 21 and verse 18 it says verily verily I say unto thee when thou wast young and um, thou girdest thyself and walkest whither thou wouldest in other words you were, you were able to go wherever you wanted but when you shall be old so Jesus let him know that he was going to be an old man okay thou shalt stretch forth thy hands and another shall gird thee and carry thee where thou wouldest not a place where you wouldn't choose to go and this Spake he signifying by what death he should glorify God. So Peter was going to die. And you know, history lets us know that Peter was crucified upside down because he would not be crucified in the same position as his Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Now, when someone dies, it's not about merit and favor with God or anything like that. Uh, let me tell you, Jesus won everything for us through his death, burial, and resurrection. When people were put to the point of denying Jesus and they would not, or where people just became a nuisance to the world that they killed him. Do you know what? It was actually, he glorified God, the Bible says, in his death. What does that mean? That means whenever he went out, I'm telling you, he went out shouting Jesus from the, the housetops that he had something that, that they did not have. And I'll tell you, as a result, People ended up giving their lives to the Lord. Amen. Now, Jesus said to Peter, he said, follow me. Do you see, that was, his, that was his way out if he wanted a way out. You don't have to do this, Peter. But if you follow me, do you know what? This is, this is, I'm letting you know what your life is going to be. You're going to have a tremendous life. But do you know what? This world's going to hate you for it. They hated me, they'll hate you. And... Jesus asked him to follow. What was, what was um, Peter's response? Peter's response was, what about John? What's he going to do? See, he, he was concerned about him. Now, John lived till an old age. And John, did, John wasn't murdered. They tried to kill him. But he ended, they tried to boil him alive. And he climbed out of the pot. You know, he, they couldn't kill him. So you can see the deliverance power there in, in, in John's life. That's why I'm saying, 
We don't know someone else's call. That's why when someone dies and they, they died shouting Jesus from the housetops kind of a thing. There was a guy that was killed in, in um, one of those countries there where they were beheading people and all uh, a few years ago. And I'll tell you, he stood, there's pictures of him standing with a noose around his neck and standing smiling and telling everybody about Jesus before they killed him. And you think, you know what, I, I, why did he not believe God for deliverance? Why did, he not, why did God not deliver him? We don't know his, what his purpose was and that he accepted the call of God upon his life and he would not deny Jesus no matter what. That's what I'm saying. There's people that have different assignments. And so Jesus said to Peter, he says, you get on with what I've called you to do. Let John get on with what I've called him to do. And I'm telling you, for all of our lives, that's the best thing for us to do is to do what God's called us to do. You know what? There's grace for us to do what God's called us to do. But I'm telling you, I really highly honor and respect people that went all the way. See, do you think Peter didn't believe in deliverance? He did. You think Peter wasn't a man of faith? Let me tell you, Peter's shadow walked past people and people got healed. He was a mighty man of faith, flowed in the Holy Ghost. This wasn't a man that said, oh, he didn't have faith. Peter didn't have faith, did he, did he not? He had tremendous faith. Peter was in prison. And when James was killed, let me tell you, see, we don't know what James was killed that time. It's easy to say, oh, yeah, well, where was James's faith? We don't know his call. But I tell you this, Peter got delivered because Jesus told him, you're going to live till you are an old man. And he went to sleep in the prison. And an angel came over and had to kick him to wake him up. You think about that? Amen. So you can say Peter wasn't a man of faith. Yes, he was. What about Stephen? Was Stephen a man of faith? Yes. The Bible tells us in the book of Acts that he was a man full of faith, full of power. He was a man who was full of the Holy Ghost. And he ended up being a deacon in the church. But he, was, he also got a lot of teaching in him. And he had an opportunity where he was witnessing to people and speaking to people. And the Bible says they could not resist the wisdom that he had. He talked to them, talked to the, the, the Jewish people, Jewish leaders. Um, Saul of Tarsus was standing in the crowd. And he talked to them. And he explained to them how that in the Old Testament, do you know what? They killed the prophets. He went through it. What they had done to the prophets. And then he brought it to a conclusion. He says, but this generation, they've done worse because they killed the very one that all of the prophets pointed to. The people didn't want to hear the prophets. And he went through all of the history, right through the whole lot of it, right down to Jesus Christ. And the Bible says that as he spoke, his face shone. So people say, oh, he wasn't a man of faith. He was a man that was so close to the things of God that I'm telling you he lit up like a light bulb while he was speaking to these people this was a tremendous witness and testimony to everyone who was there and then the message was so powerful that it hit them right at the spot to the point to where they, they gnashed at him they jumped at him and stoned him to death and the Bible says that he looked up into heaven and he seen Jesus standing welcoming him home. And the Bible says that he was able to turn around to everybody and forgive them. Amen. Let me tell you, do you see, if we got a glimpse of heaven, it would be very hard to stay here. 
Amen. One glimpse. He's seen Jesus and seen the Savior of the world. I'm telling you, them stones battered off him and he didn't feel them the way that you should feel them because he was standing in the grace of God. Amen. Standing in the grace of God. That's powerful. See, there's grace that's beyond what we can comprehend unless we've actually stood in it. That's tremendous grace. I don't know any of you have ever read Fox's Book of Martyrs. Um, and you, I, I've read, I read it when I was a, when I was a, a young person and um, I listened to it actually audio there maybe last year, the year before I listened to it. It's a long book. And after a while, it's just, you know, it's just the people dying and dying and dying and dying and dying and dying and dying. But boy, some of the, way, the cruel ways that people were put to their death. And, they, and the people there would not deny Jesus. No one, excuse me, what they were facing. They actually preached them louder. It was like the last dance. And I'm telling you, Jesus said to Peter, I have a call for you. But the end of it, this is what they'll do to you. This is what they'll do to you. But there'll be grace for it. And Peter said, I'll follow you. I'll follow you all the way. I'm telling you, Jesus is worth following all the way. Amen. Amen. All the way. I love that story of Stephen. Just how he, <laughs> he cried out louder. Cried out louder. And didn't hold one thing against the people for what they did. And you know the thing about that was, who was standing in the crowd but only Saul of Tarsus. And I believe that was the seed that got planted in him. And he's seen Stephen light up like a light bulb. And then the next thing, he's on the way to Damascus and a light appears. And I'm telling you, he realizes this is Jesus. Then Jesus speaks to him. I'm telling you, he surrendered his whole life to Jesus. And he went and the Bible says that it was Paul and his kind that turned the world upside down. Amen. I'm sure those words of Stephen rung in his head. He couldn't get them out because it hit those people so hard to where there was a reaction, to where they, they put him to death. They couldn't stand him. They, couldn't, they had to get him to shut up because it was... There's always, see, when you hear the gospel taught correctly, there is a reaction to it. It's either rejection or acceptance. But you can't just leave the gospel because the gospel will, will hit home. It's powerful. God is so good. Here's just a couple of reasons why some people do not believe for deliverance as well. Just a couple of things here. Here's number one. Some people believe in extreme sovereignty. And what that simply means is there are some people be believe just whatever will believe will be. So there's people face things and they don't even believe God. If God has called someone to lay their life down, God will show them and reveal it to them and there will be grace for it. But I'm telling you, for the majority of people, I'm telling you, I don't know anybody personally like in our society that has had to lay their lives down that way for the gospel. Amen? But I know a lot of people that let the devil beat them up and down the street because they believe in sovereignty. God's in control. Whatever will be, will be. No, that's not walking by faith. Amen. Another reason is um, some just do not believe in deliverance. 
Some people don't believe in the supernatural power of God. They're just getting saved and hanging on for heaven. Amen. Thank God when they make it there, that's great. But you know what? We don't want to live in hell while we're here. Um, some believe in their head for deliverance, but they doubt in their heart. Okay? Um, there's some people in life you think, well, why did they just not believe God? There's some people just got too tired of fighting and just went home. I'm telling you, when my dad passed away last year, I believe he checked out. Because we seen it. We talked to him so much because he's in hospital for four months. COVID didn't kill my dad, but COVID killed my dad. You understand? Because he was isolated. It was terrible. It's an absolute disgrace what was done to older people all around the world in this island. What was done to my dad, in my opinion, was criminal. It was an absolute disgrace. The, the man was left basically just fading away. Absolute, uh, and there's no words, I, I, absolutely no words to describe it. The, the, just to me, it was criminal. It's terrible, really was. But I can tell you, I was on a phone call with him and I just watched, it was a blank from that, on, from that point on. It was like as if lights were on, and he was but he was gone. You understand? He just checked out. And I'll tell you, there's a lot of people in life, they've just faced things so much that they just check out. So just, I'm just throwing out a couple of these things as well. And then there are other people that just, whenever, like martyrs, there were, that was the call of God upon their life. They fulfilled the purpose of God upon their life. And like Peter, it was like his last dance. Like Paul the Apostle, it was his last dance. The Bible says, Paul said, I'm now ready to be offered. And that was actually an offering, as in like, my life. He laid his life in that sense down. Yet Paul was delivered all through his life. And yet at the end of his life, history lets us know that Paul was, was killed. Um, for, the, for the gospel. But you know what? God delivered him. And the, Paul said, I have finished my course. And he says, and I'm now ready. I'm now ready to be offered. And so I, I, it was like Paul's last dance. My way out of here, I'm going to shout Jesus. Didn't Paul say, you know what, whether in life or in death, he said, I'm going to magnify Jesus. That was the way Paul was. If I'm living, I'm going to magnify Jesus. If I'm put to death, I'm going to go out magnifying Jesus. I can't think of a better way. I'm not saying, you know, go out and be murdered, but I can't think of a better way to go out than to go out magnifying Jesus. Amen? Magnifying Him. What a wonderful Jesus you are. And just check out. Amen? Leaving this planet, not cursing and screaming and offended everybody and mad at everybody, but leaving this planet saying... It was wonderful serving Jesus. I finished my course. You know what? It's about time I went home to be with the Lord. Amen. Praise God. That's the way Paul went. Now oh, praise God. Amen. I could show you lots and lots of people in the Bible, and I'm not going to do that, who did face martyrdom right into the book of Revelations. People, even before, even before the, 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 the church disappeared in the book of Revelations. Um, but you know what? During the church age, you've seen people that, that laid their lives down during the, the, the ladders to the, to the church. 
There's a lot of, there's few other things there. We'll, 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 we'll hit on and we'll wrap this series up the next time that we come together and we'll get down to looking at us because I'm telling you, we've our faith race to run as well. But I tell you, all I, all I just want to do tonight is just, is just, um, just really honour people that, that went all the way. Amen. You know, it's, a, it's an amazing thing to know that there are people who believed in the gospel so much that they would not deny Jesus. And I tell you, and the gospel just kept going. There's one of the old um, church fathers who basically said that, you know what, when, when people's blood was shed in martyrdom, it, it just caused more and more souls to pop up everywhere because people seen reality in these people. And I, I tell you, praise God for anyone over the centuries that laid down their lives so that we could have a Bible. Amen. Amen. And people don't even read it. Thank God. Our, our, we, we, we've, we Bibles today, we, ha we hadn't to go through all of that. I think for us it's hard to grasp these kind of things, isn't it? It really is hard to grasp it because we've had it in many ways. You know, we've had it easy in that sense. And thank God that we have. We're not running out looking for persecution, you understand? You know, all who live godly in Christ Jesus suffer persecution, but many times for us it's slagging or it's, you know, and it seems to be getting worse as the years go on now, you know, because our speech now is becoming hate speech and all of this. Who knows what we'll face in the future? You know, you believe what God says now, you're labeled a bigot. You're labeled hate and all of this kind of stuff. Your speech, you know, you'll be cancelled. Facebook will put you in prison. I, I couldn't care less. And you know, as a believer, we shouldn't care less if Facebook threatens us. It's different if people are out there just being a nuisance. But I'm telling you, when it comes to denying Jesus or denying what God's word says, they can stick me in any Facebook prison or cut you off Facebook. Who cares? I don't need their likes. I don't need their approval. Amen. And none of us do. That's the problem with our generation. We, we, we were looking for likes. Young people are growing up looking for likes. How many likes did I get on a post? And so you, it's, it's dependent on people for, for approval. You know what? This generation and people like Paul and Peter and Stephen and all them, they didn't care about the approval of man. All they cared about was glorifying their God. They didn't care, uh, squat whether they got a like. Because you know what? Not everybody's like is is important. It's only important to get one like, so to speak, you understand? Yeah. Well done, now, good and faithful servant. That's it. Amen. That's the only like we need. If all the world cancel us, well, all of this cancel culture, pressure to be, that's all that is, see all that cancel culture? That's to pressure you to bend, to fit into the mold of this world. But I'm telling you, when we're in this, in the Word of God, that's the only mold we need to be in. Amen. So praise God. Thank you for listening to this teaching by Paul Drury. Our vision at Life Source Ministries is to reveal Jesus' love and grace to all generations. To stay up to date with the ministry, like Life Source Ministries on social media, or visit our Facebook page. Contact us with any questions. Or if you would like Paul to minister for you, email lifesourceministries1 at gmail.com. That is lifesourceministries, followed by the number one at gmail.com.